Hey everybody, and welcome to the Marketing Blender Show. Now we've got a really fun one for you guys today. And obviously they know that because of my sparkly top. <laughs> I promise no jazz hands. Well, <laughs> try Too to late. take them down now. <laughs> exactly. Okay. But our topic today is B2B marketing tips to get your cold leads warm. And I love this because you and I talk frequently to our clients into one another, somewhat in frustration <laughs> about the fact that there are leads hidden in so many sales cycles, in so many CRMs, ones that could convert now for near-term revenue impact and just nothing, like no strategy, no tactics, no follow-up around this. So I am super excited. And we've got a really long list on how to rewarm up cold leads. Very true. It is tempting to just focus on new leads, new leads, new leads, with the idea that somehow that those will be higher converting or a higher percentage of them will convert. Well, some of them might be hot and convert faster, but most of them are going to have the same conversion rate as the old leads that you didn't follow up on. Yes, absolutely. One of the things I want to point out specifically is that most opportunities are actually lost to people that were made no decision at all. I mean, no decision. That means that those prospects are still out there potentially going to still make a decision, a buying purchase in the future, and they had already talked to you. So if you're the one reprioritizing this for them, oh my gosh, like you're really stacking the deck in your favor. And these are lower quality or lower cost leads for higher quality leads because you've already paid for them. That's right. You already have the access. You just need to figure out how you're going to re-engage. Exactly. All right. So first one we have on our list is um, retargeting. So talk about retargeting because this is the digital marketing side. So we're starting with a sophisticated one, but I love it because it's low cost and it's not actually complicated. It is. So retargeting is typically a lot lower cost than things like discovery campaigns where people are encountering your brand for the first time. Once they've been on your website in some kind of trackable way, it doesn't actually have to be a form fill. It can be just an action that you've been able to track with a pixel. You have the ability to put ads or content in front of them again, um, whether that's on Google, whether that's on Facebook or other platforms to re-engage them. And sometimes you want to re-engage them in places where they are expecting to see you. And sometimes you want to meet them in places where they weren't necessarily thinking about you because it grabs more attention. And it gives you an opportunity to re-engage them with even just fresh creative things that they haven't seen from you before or with video that gives you more of a chance to create a personal face-to-face -face style engagement with them. It's again, much, much less expensive than other types of paid ad campaigns. And it's reaching out to people who have already shown some kind of interest in your brand and therefore it gives you a better shot at re-engaging them and continuing the conversation. Well, and one of the things that I love about this is this goes back to one of our fundamental principles about lead generation in general. And that's about creating an ecosystem. So when you create an ecosystem, it means that people are coming across your brand and your message in different places during their day, during their life. And so familiarity does not breed contempt in marketing. It actually breeds trust and a higher likelihood for them to prefer you. And we have seen time and time again that when we broaden the number of platforms that we are having brand impressions on, whether they're organic or whether they're paid, the lead quality actually goes up 
in a lot of different places and the number of leads typically will go up as well. So I love this remarketing piece because it's just fundamentally sound principles and then especially to be bringing people back into the sales cycle. So the next one I've got, and you kind of hinted at this, is about bringing in video. And so talk to me about why you love video so much. This ad is brought to you by the Marketing Blender Lab. Marketing is hard for everyone, but small businesses are stuck with small budgets, not enough time, and too many options. SEO, social, paid ads, email marketing, live events. How do you choose where to focus? These are the top challenges I hear from entrepreneurs. You keep getting generic marketing advice that doesn't apply to your business. You've watched tutorials and tried a bunch of tactics that didn't work. You still don't have clarity on what you should focus on to get results. You don't have enough time to get marketing done. And maybe you've worked with freelancers or agencies that have let you down. You can get expert advice and start making real progress. The Marketing Blender Lab gives you an affordable way to work with an experienced chief marketing officer and finally get a handle on your marketing. We help you figure out how to reach your target audience and get more customers, what to focus on so you stop wasting time and money, and how to delegate effectively so you don't have to do it all yourself. Join me in the lab and let's figure out how to grow your revenue faster. Video makes everything work better. Every single aspect of marketing, whether it's email, whether it's social media, whether it's your website, obviously if it's your YouTube channel, but on your landing pages and places where you wouldn't necessarily expect it to make a difference, video actually improves performance and improves conversions across the board everywhere you use it. So the more you use video, and the more ways you can think of to use it, the better off you're going to be. And it doesn't have to be new video for every single platform, and it doesn't have to be highly polished video either. It just has to be human beings with human faces and voices speaking yes. to the audience. Yes, absolutely. And so the thing that that leads me to, and really it's another one that I had on the list for us, is amazing content, amazing follow-up. So first of all, just follow-up right? Get in the email and follow up with people, but you can actually use video inside of email and your goal is to create progress for your prospect. It's not, Hey, how's the weather? Or have you made a decision on that purchase? Would love to answer any questions that you've got. Oh my gosh. I get it that you're busy. But why did you even bother? Because it's not going to move people forward. And that's the key for me is forward progress. And the progress is not for the salesperson. The progress is for that decision maker that has a problem. And so your follow-up email should help them progress in their understanding, progress in prioritizing this issue, progress in helping to build consensus, but you need to be really thoughtful about how can you actually add value where when that person opened up an email, especially a video email, right. they're like, man, that was good. And they really were glad that they took the time to read or watch that. I mean, just so important. So when we talk about amazing content, it's both form, but it's also what are you giving to that person that actually benefits them? 
and it doesn't always have to be one-on-one. -on -one. So if you have a sales team and they keep meeting the same objections or the same slowdowns, and it's been identified what those slowdowns are caused by. So you, it's not, hey, do you have any questions we haven't answered? You know what questions they have. You can actually mass remarket to those leads, use marketing to come in and help build those, but create email content that answers the question that they've been afraid to ask or that addresses a peripheral objection that they may have, gives them a tool to you know, help sell within their organization the solution that you're offering to them. So you're making their job easier. You're giving them a tool that helps them move forward in the way that they want to move forward. I love this part. And actually, I'm going to bring up one that I had thought I was going to save for the end, but it's such a good segue based on what you just said. Salespeople are usually experts in the buying decision. If you talk to somebody and give them time to think, they can predict the most common objections, but they don't really want to have an objection. However, if a cold lead is cold, like if they've ghosted you, then oftentimes one of the best things that you can bring up is, hey, are you concerned about this? Or oftentimes our customers have had these considerations or these worries is that real for you? And man, I love this because then you're moving your role as a salesperson into that of a problem solving partner. You're saying, hey, you can tell me the truth and I'm actually gonna shoot straight with you by being honest that yeah, some people struggle with this decision or get confused or should be concerned about change management. I mean, that's real value. That's real partnership. And I just get really excited about this, but, but people get nervous and they just need to have a paradigm shift, if you will, around, again, back to that, give progress to the prospect. Very true. And to the point about making it a more human conversation, another way to warm up cold leads is to engage them socially. And social media is an awesome tool for staying connected with and understanding what's important right now in the lives of the people that are in your pipeline. And sometimes that looks like reaching out and tagging them in a post that's highly relevant to them that provides value. Sometimes you may notice that they've accomplished something new and you can celebrate and recognize them on social media for that. And again, it's not about reaching out and saying, hi, remember me? <laughs> Is it time for me to sell this thing to you? It's about giving them an opportunity to pause and reflect. So if you're wishing them a happy birthday or congratulations on your work anniversary, pose a question that helps them really feel seen and gives them a chance to be heard. And this is key. Social media is social. Shocking, I know. But also, it challenges people to really care about the humans behind the purchasing decision. And when you're on their social media, you see who they are. You see what they care about. You see who they support. And there are oftentimes amazing opportunities for you to make a smart introduction to them or back and forth or to connect them to a resource that they needed. But yes, I agree. Just acknowledge who they are and celebrate that and just be a part of their community. I love that part. Also, being social leads me to if the prospects are high value account-based marketing, so ABM, or if we wanna call it something a little more casual, lumpy mail. So ABM is when you take different types of touch points across on and off screen, across different environments, 
and you intentionally send on a scheduled basis to specific people. So this might be a handwritten note. It might be a fun, clever little gift that is memorable. It might be a social media post. It might be a direct message. You might also be retargeting them, but it's omni-channel, so across different platforms. But the key here is about being really human and really more on a one-to-one level. And I have seen some amazing, amazing conversion rates with this type because you are being human. You're really, really intentionally thinking about these prospects as individuals with a problem to solve and an opportunity in front of them. And the results can be amazing. Now, you do need to have a little bit of investment in time and money on this. So, I mean, it is dependent on the size of the accounts, but it's really, really worth it for being memorable and building relationship that then translates into the customer experience. Another point in terms of account-based marketing that's not quite one-to-one, but still high value and sometimes requires some investment is inviting your prospects to events. Yes. Now, it could be as simple as an online event, you know, exclusive user group or focus group or something like that, or it could be a roadshow if you're going to be in their town, or it could be you're hosting some kind of, you know, get together and it could include current customers. It's a great way to cultivate and solidify those relationships as well, but invite your prospects to to join you and get a sense of who you are as a company and who you work with and how they feel about you. Make it something special. And that gives you an opportunity to have that multi-touch across prospects, but who, you know those who are at a similar stage. I agree. I mean, we were talking off-screen about a friend of mine, a coach, who takes prospects and clients to this really big event every year. And it has been incredibly profitable for him to do that on multiple levels. If you have an extra ticket, reach out to somebody on this. I mean, and people feel special when you initiate an invitation. And one of the things I love that you've done is you've even unfolded invitations back to back. So if somebody attends something, then because they've invested time with you, that leads you to invite them to more smaller or more smaller, smaller or more high value events. And I, I think that's just so smart because you're reinvesting in the people that are deciding to pay attention to and lean into you. So I love that approach. It's a VIP experience because they're very invested prospects. Yes. I, <laughs> yes. I love it. And I like your point that in your example, this person wasn't putting on their own event. They were taking advantage of an existing event that they knew their prospects would benefit from. So all they had to put in was, you know, the cost of registration or attendance. They didn't have to throw a giant gala to be able to provide value. So thinking smart about your marketing investment in that way, you can deliver some really exceptional experiences without having to foot the entire bill. This ad is brought to you by The Marketing Blender. As you guys know, I'm a fractional CMO, and actually at The Marketing Blender, there's a whole team of us. For a fraction of the cost of a full-time executive, you can hire a chief marketing officer to write your marketing plan, to clean up your messaging and your positioning, and to drive sustainable results. We oversee multiple partners, we help mentor team members, and most importantly, we build a marketing machine that will drive results for your company for years to come. If you're curious about what this looks like, and some of our engagements go from a couple months to a couple years, check out themarketingblender.com. 
Absolutely. So really that brings me down to our final one and a reminder. So the final one is you guys do the follow-up, do this. We see this time and again, you heard me say it earlier on the podcast that people oftentimes just don't follow up on the people that ghosted them. I don't know if they start to feel nervous or whatever, but make the calls. If people have returned to your website, or even if they haven't, just reach out and find out. Reinvesting in relationships is usually received as respect, not annoyance. And so just doing the work to rewarm these up can be profoundly profitable for you and for hitting your number. And Daisy had touched on this in the last one or earlier, ask great questions. Just ask great questions. You don't have to know all the answers. You don't have to have the perfect copy or the perfect pun. Ask great questions that again, help people make good decisions for themselves and be a partner in that. Or even ask for their opinion or their advice on something. People love answering that kind of question. If they don't want to answer the, hey, do you have this in your budget this year? But you have a different question. Hey, I'm writing a blog post about XYZ. And I was wondering how you would handle, you know, this specific problems, you know, it, it, just giving them an opportunity to be the one who's speaking because marketing is often you just talking at people over and over and over again. And sales can be the same way, but it doesn't have to be if you understand how to invite engagement so that they are just as invested in the conversation as you are. Love it. Well, you guys, I hope you got a lot out of that. Remember, you already invested in them, so just keep going to harvest the investment that you made and to create progress for them. So if you liked what you heard, hit that subscribe button and the like, and we would love to hear your questions and comments and thoughts if you've got some additional ideas. And we'll see you on the next episode, Onward and Upward. We hope you learned something today that will help you succeed with your marketing. And if you liked what you heard, definitely give us a thumbs up and a subscribe. Don't forget to check the show notes. We're sharing free tools and resources there. And you guys, we would love to hear your comments. So drop one in or send us an email and maybe we'll use your topic on a future show.